Hello Walruses, today we may go off piste a little again like we did about a fortnight ago but I don't want you worrying about me too much but just bear with me because the beauty of my story and the power of my mentorship which may or may not be unique but which are certainly a little bit different from the norm is that I, or at least I believe I have I have an ability to connect with people and I think it's because everything I talk about is the genuine shit that I try to do consistently and repeatedly every single day. So, for instance, I can speak deeply about failure. Unfortunately, I can speak deeply about failure because I've pushed hard enough to have failed and I've lived through extreme poverty for several years, so I can talk deeply about that too. Look, I push hard and challenge myself every day so I can talk deeply about pushing hard and challenging myself. Look, I've had significant successes in multiple different sectors, so I can encourage and talk from a deep, a place of deep conviction about that. Also, I've laid on lots of events. I public speak. I have significant teams of about 150 people across all of the businesses um, that I own or run or manage at the last count. So I can talk deeply about managing people too and businesses at, at a significant enough scale. Now, I'm also on a vegan journey at the minute. So I can talk about that too. I used to abuse alcohol and I used to party far too hard. So I've been there also. But I've given up alcohol and I've been alcohol free now for 12 years. So I can also talk about that. Look, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm afraid of flying, but I've had hip, 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 hypnotism to overcome that. So I can talk about that particular journey. Now, this is going to sound a little weird, but I can remember that when I was 27 years of age, you've heard me talking about that 27 years of age when I started to set out on my journey to become better every single day. And I thought really hard at the age of 27 about all of the things that I wanted to try in my life. And there were only two things that I could think of that I didn't want to try at that time. And the first was actually, <laughs> this is going to sound a bit funny, the first was actually to go to prison because I thought that my hyperactivity couldn't handle the enforced restriction on my activities. So that was the first one I didn't want to really try when I did a list um, was go to prison. And the second, um, this this is going to sound a wee bit odd, but the second that I wasn't interested in, it was that I wasn't interested in a, in a same-sex relationship. And that just didn't appeal to me. But uh, by the way, there's no nexus between the two things other than at that time they weren't on the list of the things that I wanted to try. And I thought about all the things that I could try and they were the two things that didn't go on to my list that I wanted to try. Um, perhaps I shouldn't include them in a list together as they're totally unconnected. But that was what I felt at that time. And I was doing my list. And I was 27 years of age. And it would uh, not be right of me just to um, uh, not share that with you because of political correctness or, or, or something like that. So that was my list. Now, in the intervening 22 years, um, I have tried and experienced firstly every other thing that you can think of. Now, purposefully at times to help me grow as a person. And the breadth of experience across many sectors with many different types of people with different views means that I'm very comfortable and able to make the most of my opportunities uh, and be well placed to help almost anyone. Because I've more than likely experienced and worked out how to overcome what it is they're going to go through or they're going through and can guide them to success as a result at the other end of that. Now, there was one other thing I hadn't actually experienced until very recently. 
And then I remembered, I was thinking back to the list that I was making back in the day. And I hadn't really ever thought about this particular thing. It hadn't come up on a list. Uh, and um, it's only recently now that it's really coming to the fore. And I know actually that it's something many of my mentees experience. So, see, to be honest, I'm actually glad it has finally arrived at my door, even though it's a really tough thing for me at the minute. And it is actually imposter syndrome. So, for the very first time, imposter syndrome has arrived at my door. Whilst I regularly feel scared in my life, and I'm anxious as I push so far out of my comfort zone and try and conquer more and more different projects, Fear is not the same as imposter syndrome. Now, it may be um, a consequence of it or one of the elements of an imposter syndrome. So, although fear can lead to it or it can be one of the manifestations of it, they are not necessarily the same thing. So, well, for the very first time in my life, I am so far out of my comfort zone, so far out of my comfort zone, so far off piste. And it's not just learning to ski on a dry slope down your local ski centre. No, it's it's not even challenging yourself on a fucking orange slope or a black run or whatever the hell those slopes are called. No, some bastard has dropped me out of a freaking helicopter on top of Mount Blanc and, and said, there you go, learn how to ski on your way down the Great Mountain. Now, get down from here and you've got nothing but a pair of skis and no mentor um, to help you. That's how I'm feeling at the minute. And the imposter syndrome has kicked in real fucking strong. Real, real, real strong. And I hope you're getting that from me at the minute. Now, that feeling that you breathe in so deep through your nostrils. But there's just not enough oxygen in the room to fill your lungs and keep you calm. That's the type of imposter syndrome I am feeling uh, currently. Not just at this minute. Although there's a wee wave of it coming back to me just at this minute. But that's what I have been going through on several days. Um, stretching into days, in fact, in recent times. Uh, so in this episode, which incidentally is episode one, two, three of the Speed Mentor a podcast um, titled sort of beating, beating the imposter syndrome. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the imposter syndrome I'm currently feeling, about why I'm feeling it. And hopefully the thought of me suffering will make you feel a bit better about your own predicament um, if you're feeling something similar too. And then I'm going to talk to you. I know you'll not be feeling that on purpose for me, but you might feel better because I'm going to talk about it here today. And then I'm going to talk through some of the coping mechanisms I'm deploying to help me ride out the storm or just ride on, as Christy Moore would say. don't know if you know Christy Moore, but he he, he sings... uh, True, you ride the finest horse I've ever seen Standing sixteen, one and two With eyes wild and green You ride the horse so well Hands like to the touch I could never go with you No matter how I wanted to Ride on, see you, I could never go with you no matter how I wanted to. Ride on, see you, I could never go with you no matter how I wanted to.
Now, not sure uh, what that song was all about or why in particular it's in this episode. Answers on a postcard, please. But it just, it just um, felt that I want to sing it today. I don't know why. But I hope that you'll be able to use some of the devices that I'm going to be using or that I've been using. I'm going to tell you about in this podcast episode to help you through your period of imposter syndrome if you're going through that now or if you're going to go through one in the future, which you probably will do. So, Gavin, what the hell is going on with you at the minute? Um, that you're having imposter syndrome for the very first time. Well, firstly, I'm now in a totally different sector. Now, I've done lots of different sectors. I'm always switching sectors, but this is really totally different. Uh, it's venture capital world, and I have other people's money to worry about now rather than my own, and that's a fucking scary responsibility to me. Losing my own money is one thing. The potential of losing someone else's is a different thing altogether. Secondly, second reason I'm feeling imposter syndrome, I'm pretty used to being one of the most clued up people in any room I'm in. If um, I'm I'm honest, that's the way I feel. I'm no genius, but I'm smart enough to to probably be at at or near the apex of most rooms that I'm in. Now, that is no longer the case. I'm strapped to a fucking human computer at all times. That's a good thing to have in your corner. But trust me, that brings a huge amount of cognitive load, second guessing yourself. And if you're not strong, it can really eat you up. Uh, that is that human computer's Andrew Cuthbert. Thirdly, I'm I'm buried deep in the technology space for the very first time. Now I can just about work out how to switch my notifications off on my smartphone. Never mind understand what blockchain is and how it can make a difference to our lives. Now, before any VCs types out there who may be listening are saying blockchain is so 2017, I fucking know that you cretin, okay? but was just using it as an example uh, so that you could think uh, uh, you were a smart arse. Ha, ha, ha. Who knows more than me um, uh, who's only been in this space for a couple of seconds. So climb back, back into your lair. Now, fourthly, we have a responsibility, or at least we feel we do. Some feces may not feel this, but we feel, myself and Andrew, a huge responsibility to all the founders we're talking to to get them from an idea to Series A in about two year, a period of two years. Now, when every ounce of you aches for this to happen, it is a big responsibility and I don't want to let anybody down. Fifthly, we're trying to create unicorns. Now, Andrew and I call ourselves the unicorn jockeys. Now, I know for a fact that we're the only two people who spend several hours per day, every day, trying to work out how to create multiple unicorns in a little place like Northern Ireland that currently doesn't have any. And a unicorn is basically a tech startup that becomes a billion dollar company. Now, this stuff can hurt my brain. I can be exhausted trying to keep up with all of it. And my ultimate metric in my life, and I've said it many, many times, is to enjoy the process. And this is being tested to the extreme as I try to grapple with so much new shit. Now, I like to spend as much time uh, uh, as I can thinking about, I'm, I'm more of an EQ, even though I have a good IQ, but thinking more about the EQ rather than the IQ. It's the emotional connection piece, which I love. The challenge of maintaining growth mindsets, the challenge of drawing in and connecting good people, of lifting others up to continue to believe or transforming dreams into reality. That's getting crushed a little bit inside me at the minute. Now, maybe I should go back to doing what I know 
to do uh, what I know how to do best. Maybe I'm not up to the job and I let all of these new people down, including Andrew. And that hurts me worrying about that. Maybe I should go back to trading businesses. Like I trade businesses really successfully, making money. I'm really good at that. Mentorship, events, networking. I know I'm bloody good at that stuff. Uh, and this is an interesting one. I don't know if any of you follow my LinkedIn feed who are listening here today, but my second harshest critic in the world, second only to me, my mum recently even gave me a compliment about my mentorship based on some brilliant feedback she'd had from the relation of a mentee of mine. Now, I've waited 30 years for a compliment from my mum. 30 fucking years just for a hint of approval. And having got one for the very first time about the mentorship, I'm walking away from the thing that has finally won her over. Now, by the way, she only does it, I know she only does it because she worries about me. So, so I'm not holding it against her, but it's still, it's tough on me, but don't tell her about the VC piece or that'll set her off on another 30-year worry spree. So, if up until now you've been thinking that you're the only person who suffers from the imposter syndrome, it is far more common than you think and it can, it can appear at any stage of your life. Look at me, I'm getting it for the very first time at 49 years of age. Now, Forbes magazine said, the biggest mis- misconception associated with self-doubt is that we're the only ones who feel it. The big, I'm going to say it again. The biggest misconception associated with self-doubt is that we're the only ones who feel it. Now, the, the fear, the fears, they manifest. The belief that you're not good enough, that you somehow don't deserve the achievements that you've achieved to date, that your lack of ability is about to be finally exposed as you reach this latest challenge, that can be tough. So what I'm doing to get through this period of my life and what I can share with you to help you get through any similar stuff that you might have going on is the type of stuff that we're going to talk about today. So the first question I ask myself is, and the one you must ask yourself today also, are you for turning back? Are you for turning back? And do you know what? If you've trusted me so far with the previous 122 episodes of this podcast, I say back to you, are you fuck? Are you fuck? You got your gorilla gold to chase down, you miserable fucking bastard. Are you fuck turning back? You're never turning back. You're on this journey with me. And the two of us, the three of us, the four of us, the thousand of us, the thousands, the whole fucking country, we're feeling this. And we're going on this journey together. And there's no turning back. Not now. Not never. A second trick I have for you to help is that you get out of your own fucking head. Because only when you're in your own head can the imposter syndrome jump up and mug you. Because Mr. Imposter or Mrs. Imposter, as the case may be in your lives, which who lives in the dark recesses of your head, when you're in your own head, that's when they can get you. So how do you get round that? So I say, get out of your own fucking head. Instead of thinking about yourself, why don't you make an effort? And I don't say this as a, in a pejorative sense, but double down on thinking about what you can do for others. Put helping others ahead of worrying about yourself. Stop worrying about you. Help those around you. Give some time to charity, to the workers below you in the pecking order, 
Make your first thought in the morning about what you're going to do for the world, what you're going to do to help those around you, rather than worrying about your own personal fears. Because all of those people around you, they have their own fears too. Why don't you help them? And that will stop you spending so much time worrying about your own. Thirdly, time for some exercise to work the stress out of your system. Um, and all of that pressure that you've had building up. Work it out of your system. Let's take some exercise and get those endorphins going, baby. Now, does that make sense? Are you doing that in your life? Get some of that going. Fourthly, you got to be meditating too. you got to be meditating. Stripping out all of that white noise, slowing down, getting comfortable in the moment. This will help you stay calm under the pressure that you have ahead. Strip it all out. Instead of, you know what people do when they've got this stuff going on in their life? They go and get blocked. They go and get blocked drunk on a Friday and Saturday night just to zero out all of the stress that they have. A period of time when they don't have to think about the pressure about the imposter syndrome. But you know what that does? That just repeats the cycle and then you're dreading on Sunday night, you're on the high China seas and Saturday, on Monday morning you're stressed to the hilt and that builds and builds and builds and builds. And the stress and the imposter syndrome gets worse and worse and worse. So get into the meditating and strip it out in your own way, in your own time. Fifthly, talk to others. Just share your discomfort a little bit. But don't share it with someone who's going to tell you to take the easy way out. Share it with someone who doubles down and has had success and has success and is likely to have gotten through similar stuff that you're going through and is going to make sure that you stay strong. This could be a mentor, a coach, a manager, or a strong friend. Sixthly, make sure you've set your goals and you know why you're putting yourself through this. Now, you're aiming high, you've got your guerrilla goals, and you're going to stick to your detailed plan. You've got your why. You've got why you're doing this. Because if you don't have your why, you're doing it. You'll give up when the imposter syndrome sets in. Celebrate the little wins as you get them because with each of those little wins you're getting closer to becoming comfortable with your endeavours. Plan, 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 plan this stuff. Seventhly, the number one cure for most problems is gratitude. Make sure to get serious about your gratitude. Every morning and every evening think about all of the great things that you have in your life. You do have plenty of them, folks. They'll see you through this test, this imposter syndrome test, um, because got great stuff going on. And it's proportionately so much more good stuff than you have the bad stuff. And this is just the test. One thing I should also say is that proportionately, in my experience, actually more women have this than, than men. It's probably down to the patriarchal patriarchal society that we have. And maybe because women are torn between motherhood and, and achievement at work, or pressured more about it. Um, but why not join women in business or lean in or, or one of the business groups that are specifically for women um, to provide that additional support and sisterhood that you might need. And maybe that's what you need. Just an extra touch of. Now, whatever it is, folks, this is just part of the journey. It's the test. Treat it as a test. Treat it as such. Stare it down. You can get through this. Every time you feel the pressure, someone else is also dropping out of the race. They're feeling all, all, lots of other people are feeling this pressure, but they're dropping out of the race. You get paid in direct proportion to the size and difficulty of the problems that you solve. And you're going through some big ones now. Now you're going through this imposter syndrome now. But if you just hang in there, 
you'll be one of the few left standing. Now, the last thing I'll say on this um, that is that you know where I am. If you've got nobody else to help you through this stuff, you know where I am. If you're suffering from the imposter syndrome, hit me up on DM or PM or whatever your favourite social media channel is. I'll always message you back with some sage advice, hopefully. And perhaps for once, I'll ask, um, maybe I'll ask you for a little bit of encouragement to help you help me get through mine. Maybe that'll get you out of your own mind. There you have it, folks. Remember I said about getting out of your own head and doing some shit for other people? Well, uh, I've just had a review through and it's a review from edX events so this is somebody's got out of their own head and they've gone down a bit of value to my day and it's from edX events um they just did just just that got out of their head to help me and they gave me a five star review and it's titled gold they've titled that gold i think that's a subliminal message to get me to sing in the podcast episode what do you think gold gold Always believe in your soul You've got the power to know You're indestructible Always believe in Cause you are gold, gold I'm glad that you're bound to return There's something I could have learned You're indestructible Always believe in Gold, gold You got... <coughs> In fact, that song's absolutely brilliant. That song absolutely sums this up. You're indestructible. Always believe. In fact, I think I sung that far better than the Christy Moore one I did earlier on. So thanks very much, EdX Event. You didn't know what episode you were going to say golden. I don't know if you're trying to trigger me into singing that song, but it certainly worked if it did. I think you did that on purpose. Titled it gold to get me to sing that little 80s classic. And the singer was actually Tony Hadley, if any of you are as old as me and can remember that. So just jog on, Tony, the chief warbler. I mean, walrus is here. And the review goes a little like this from edX Events. Quality advice at the cost of nothing. Listen carefully. That's it. That's the review. Nine words. Just nine words in that review. Quality advice at the cost of nothing. Listen carefully. Thank you very much for the review. And that's a great message to all the warblers. Uh, Our warblers. Wallers is out there. Um, it costs nothing. Listen carefully. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much. So, I'll see you right here again next week. Honestly, I know this sounds like this is two, two of the last three episodes I've done, which are a wee bit darker. But I'm having to catalogue my journey just so I can help all of you out there in the, uh, as well. So in the meantime, from me to you, let's get through our imposter syndrome together and reconvene again here next week. Or you could just... Give up. It's your choice. I'm a man on a man.